liftoff and the clock has started. And welcome to That Pixel Life. This is episode 198, recording July 3rd, 2022. My name is Zach Anderson, and this week we will be... We will discuss... Why can't I do the opening? <laughs> this week, we will discuss being sucker punched, a game of the year check-in, spoilers, what we've been playing, and more. To do this, I have with me, as always, Shannon Banana. More? Uh, banana. Uh, yeah, I'm going to see the Minions movie today. Uh, uh. You know, I've been resting my back, still out on um, disability, and I will be going, I'll be walking to a theater with a heated seat. That's, I was going to uh, say, you got to go the heated seats. Oh, yeah, for so. sure. Uh, and uh, yeah, we're going to go watch the Minions because my son's been wanting to see this movie since he saw the first trailer. Excellent, excellent. Also joining us, as always, Justin, 60 ounces of Cherry Coke Carter. You know, if there's any way to start off a beautiful July 3rd morning it's with <laughs> 40 ounces of Coke <laughs> or cherry juice in it to get, get the old blood going, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I, I like how Shannon also says that, you know, the Minion movies for his kid, I guarantee you when they went and saw Sonic and the trailer played, he's like hitting Gabe's shoulders, like, next movie, next movie, we're going to go see this. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, with Despicable Me 4 not coming out until like 2024, like, you know, we got to yeah. you you get your fix of Gru where you can. <laughs> Pretty much. Maybe maybe he'll show up uh, being voiced by, you know, Chris Pratt in the Mario movie also. <laughs> maybe. The Prattverse has expanded. <laughs> <laughs> We're all part of the predator. <laughs> uh, but yes, we are recording on a beautiful Sunday morning. Uh, actually, it's foggy and gray as shit here in the Bay Area, but uh, I'm sure it's already 10,000 degrees in Arizona. Um, and uh, yeah, it's the only time we could record this week. So uh, hey, making it happen bright and early in the morning. Kids are eating cereal and being way too loud, so I apologize in advance if you're hearing them. But uh, yeah, how's your how's your uh, holiday weekend going, gentlemen? Um, well, the fireworks have already started in uh, deep in the heart of San Jose. So um, you know we've been it's been like a uh, a war zone out here. Great <laughs> um, because uh, yeah, dogs are in agreement with. Um, so yeah, it's it's good. My son, um, this is going to be probably like the first year he's been up uh, while fireworks will be going on he's super excited about it so uh we're just gonna put some chairs up in the uh in the backyard and look up at the sky and watch our neighbors break rules and set off like weapons grade fireworks it's great sweet sweet good gotta love it gotta love it mm-hmm. um yeah my, my dog does not love it so much i actually was mentioning to my wife last night i'm like i bet justin's just in hell with those four <laughs> dogs and people just lighting off fireworks it's funny because really out of, like all the dogs are fine with fireworks except for Bunny. He is the only he's the biggest baby. He's the only <laughs> one that does not like them, but it's funny. Like inside the house he's completely fine. Um, yeah. but before it's like outside like we've like 
when we're making dinner or whatever before it's like had the mic outside or whatever so that we could cook and stuff and people would be like lighting off fireworks and he'd just like be banging down the sliding glass door he's like let me the fuck in where the other dogs are like fine they're like trying to like chase him around the yard and shit and bunny's just like scared but inside when they're all together they're like completely fine but so usually Uh, we're just here on fourth of july and stuff with them all inside because also you never know our neighbors like to light them off and stuff and it's like that's the last thing i want is something coming over the fucking fence (laughs) and someone trying to grab it and blowing their fucking teeth out of their mouth oh yeah that would be or, bad. or just setting your whole yard on fire because you're in yeah it is yeah arizona. yeah in, in arizona it takes the, the smallest spark yeah. to just ignite the biggest fire here so <laughs> <sighs> yeah well one more week my in my neighborhood it gets it's like it starts the week of fourth of july and goes to like the week after and it's super annoying because these rat bastard kids always do it at like midnight and my dog wakes up and goes nuts and I wakes me wakes the whole house up. It's dude, my neighbors do it for like every like every holiday. Like it doesn't matter like they're like Juneteenth motherfuckers and they're just like setting <laughs> shit off <laughs> It's like an eight thirty on like I'm like, what are you doing? Like yeah. I get it. And then it's like the day after like, hey guess what? We still have some leftover shit. So and they're just setting it on like yep. it's not even the holiday anymore. I'm like, stop. Just oh. save it for next time, man. Oh, did did your sports team win a big game? Because guess what? We're launching fireworks. Like, where are you even buying this shit? Like, come on, man. That's the thing. There's not, I mean, like, that's the one thing they have enough foresight for. Oh, I'm going to need enough fireworks yeah. for the whole year. So I need to buy them all, like, the 4th of July week. So I have them. Um, I'm, li- yeah, I'm, I mean- li- I'm living like eighth of a gas tank by eighth of a gas tank. But you know what? <laughs> I've got fireworks for fucking years. God damn it. Like. Yeah, and not just the regular, like, little bedazzled ones. I mean, like, the ones that sound like a fucking cannon going off, like, you know, right next to your house. Like, oh, ones that shake your windows when, like, they yeah. explode. <laughs> we were talking M1000s and goddamn, like, you know, bottle rockets that rival, you know, ballparks when they launch them off going off in the sky. And it's and it's always hilarious because in the city where I live, they always have the, like, zero tolerance firework ordinance, blah, 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 blah. We'll come and get you. I have not seen one cop once. Like they literally launch shit at the same spot every goddamn night for like a week straight. It's like it, the police station is two blocks away from my house. It's like, hey, what if you want to set down your goddamn cooler and walk over? Just walk over and and hang out on my block. Like it's not hard. There's seriously there's a there's so um, behind our house there's a creek and then on the other side of the creek is a high school and then there's a mm. big ass parking lot back there. Everybody goes there and just sets the shit off, right? Like so it's either I have those fireworks going off behind me like the majority of the night which after a while you just get shell shocked and you go to bed anyway. Yeah. Or like that parking lot is also where like all the <clears throat> wannabe drifters go to learn how to drift their car. So it's either I have Tokyo Drift like going on in the parking lot, like when it's not fireworks season, or it's fireworks season. I have fireworks going off. So either way, I'm just I got to soundproof the back of the house somewhere. Right, right. Uh, well, a day in the life in California. <laughs> so thank you, thank you for joining us for the old man cast. Um, <laughs> how, how do you wave your fist at clouds? Join us next episode for. Um, yeah, so uh, we're officially old and, and joyless, but uh, let's talk about something else that's brought me no joy, because <laughs> uh, there's not a lot of news, but this one story came out, 
and goddamn, it made me sad. Um, so it was confirmed. Well, someone threw out there a, a an aggregator of sorts uh, that sub- subsequently deleted their entire Twitter account after this whole debacle. Uh, that sucker punch was currently working on Sly Cooper and infamous uh, titles to be released later, potentially this year. Got people really excited. I know I was one of them. And then, and then, Sucker Punch put out a message, and I quote, "Uh, As our games continue to grow in scale and complexity, they require the full attention from our studio. With our focus on our current project, we have no plans to revisit Infamous or Sly Cooper right now, and no other studio is currently working on projects related to these franchises either. These characters are very special and near and dear to our hearts. So we never say never to reopening those doors down the road. But for now, there are no infamous or Sly Cooper games in development. Unquote. Yeah, it's basically saying we got a lot of money to do Spider-Man and we're not doing anything else. And my heart shrank three sizes that day. Like, (laughs) man, just... Hey, you know what? This Wolverine game better kick a whole lot of ass. Like, that's all I got to say. God damn it. Because I want Sly Cooper. I want Infamous. Like, I, I want more, more of that. You could, they're releasing and remastering every goddamn thing they ever released for the PS3 and PS4. And I can't get an Infamous and Infamous 2 remaster. Like, come on. What are we doing? Your, your thoughts, gentlemen? I mean, it just seems wild to me, too. Even on the new PlayStation Plus, like, none of the Sly Cooper games are on there. Like, I don't understand why they're not... Like, people like those games. I don't know if they didn't, like, do gangbuster money for Sony or what it is they have against the Thievius Raccoonus, but it's like, dude, yeah, just remaster. Make a new one. Like, give me, like put it out there to show that people want, like downloads and stuff of yeah, this yeah. to show that there is a market for it to get us another one. Like, I, I don't know if that's their problem is they think that it's not going to sell or that it's like a dead franchise. But I was like, I know tons of people who want Sly Cooper games. And it worked for crash. It's like they released the, the crash one through three remasters and people snapped it up, bought up, bought up all that stuff. And then they released crash four, which yeah. Eh, by the way, PS Plus title this month. But, you know, like, to, to mixed results, but, like, people got a new Crash game. Yeah, even Spyro. Like, the Spyro trilogy. Yeah. Like, a lot of people bought the Spyro trilogy. I saw it all over Twitter for, like, weeks after it came out. Like, people loved it. So, it's like, I mean, people well, want those old Sony franchises back. What if it's just, like, their contract with Marvel? <clears throat> and they're, Marvel's just saying... If you're going to work with us, you're going to work with us. You're not going to do any side projects. You're not going to do anything else. Like, we're going to give you our properties, and you're going to make a shit ton of money off of this if you come out with a good quality game. So you're going to work You're going to work exclusively on us. Like, you know, we, we get your full attention. I'm sure I'm sure you're not wrong. I'm sure that's part of it is, you know, because their uh, Sucker Punch is an in-house studio now. Like, when they made Sly Cooper and they made Infamous, they were... They were a third-party studio that had contracted with Sony, but they weren't weren't owned by Sony. But now they are. And Sony got that Marvel contract to make the Spider-Man games, and guess what? They made a ton of money off that. And I'm sure they're sitting there going like, you know what's going to hit harder than anything else on our docket right now is Wolverine. So I want all the focus on Wolverine. I want it's it I'm sure whatever 
that game ends up being will dwarf maybe all of the infamous and Sly Cooper games combined, you know, like it. And, and so I get it from a financial sport standpoint. I get it, but you're telling me you can't have a small B team just throwing something together. Just, just get, throw, throw us a bone guys. It's, it's it's interns down there. Just, yeah. Cooper. <laughs> that's my thing. So to put it in perspective, Sly Cooper four thieves in time will be 10 years old in February. It came out February 5th, 2013. Sly Cooper came out September 23rd, 2002. Like, that is how long. Like, I mean, so, so you still like, got a year before you're concerned. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like they came out with Sly Cooper games every 11 years. You'll be fine. You still got, it's like 10 years right now. Yeah, yeah I was like, we'll get Sly Cooper 5, uh, same, same relaunch week as Elder Scrolls 6. <laughs> I mean, the last Infamous was Infamous First Light, which was that DLC standalone thing. And that was 2014. So that was eight years ago. Like, what's crazy is there's an entire generation, to your point, Justin, that doesn't even know what these games are. You know, Like like my kids play video games every day, have no idea what Sly Cooper is. Guess what they would play the shit out of? Sly Cooper. Like that, that's like in their wheelhouse, you know. Oh, yeah, they have a blast with that. Yeah. Like the characters are so funny in those games. Like they would have a ball. I mean, all about the Thievius Raccoonus. Yeah, I'm just wondering if like Sly Cooper still has that pull to get people away from like the bigger like Fortnites and Minecrafts of today's Enti- ecosystem. Entirely, entirely different model though. Like it's it's one of those things. Like you know. I, I make the, you can get a chuck steak at Denny's or you can go to a, a steakhouse. Those are both technically steaks. They're two entirely different meals. You know, yeah, like but you could go to a Ruth Chris and get a steak or you yeah. could go to an IHOP and get a steak. Which one yeah. do you want to do? They are both, they are both steaks. I'll, <laughs> I'll, and I'll let the listener figure out which one is Ruth Chris and which one is IHOP. But uh, yeah. Um, oh, by the way, the, this is not to jump ahead, but uh, I, I succumbed to the pressure. My kid has been trying to get me to let him play Fortnite for like a year and a half. Oh, man. And, and now that they have the no building mode and Epic actually has taken a lot of steps to take the uh, communication out of Fortnite. Like you can play it, just no headsets, no talking, no gesturing even. Mm-hmm. And so I turned all that on and let him play Fortnite. So when are we playing Fortnite? <laughs> yeah, I was like, Shannon's <laughs> dropping in with the boys. Uh, where are we dropping, boys? Um, yeah, uh, it took about 20 minutes before I got hit up for some V-Bucks to buy an outfit. And I'm like, yeah, this was a mistake. This was, this was, we shouldn't have done this. Um, so yeah, I'm sure that's going to take over my life in in the near future it was that or roblox and roblox looks like way more of just a shakedown model than fortnite roblox is a lot more of a slippery slope right because like that's like people can make their own stuff and like it's a game within a game like so i mean it's like there's there's levels there right so roblox is a little bit more sketchy to me because like i don't know if there's a way to really stop the communication and some of that stuff is exactly is well, pretty crazy. Really? Yeah, I feel like that's like Roblox too is like such a even larger community and stuff. It's like the rabbit hole goes a lot deeper, I feel like, in Roblox. 
it's like Minecraft, like the Minecraft says, like, man, it's like you get into like some crazy like Minecraft mod shit, like it, it never ends. Well, and also, uh, it was one of those things where I realized as it was happening how insidious this Fall Guys relaunch was <laughs> because you have to download the new Fall Guys. You, you can't play the old Fall Guys client anymore on the PlayStation. You have to download the new one. And now to play it, you need your Epic account login. Because they do it on, it's free to play. It's on every platform and you just put your Epic account. And so it syncs up and all that, which means, hey, guess what? My son now needs his own Epic account to play this. Start oh, you've got, you've got an <laughs> Epic account? Great. You can just download Fortnite and boot it up. And look, it's synced already to your Epic account. And I'm like, you, you insidious <laughs> bastard. Like, because guess what? Every kid was playing already. Fall Guys. Because it's, you know, toothless and it's charming as hell and they have a ton of fun and you can be a horrible four-year-old and still have a great time play that game like my other kid. And and now they both have Epic accounts so they can keep playing. Sons of bitches. <laughs> but on the plus side, one can play on the Switch and one can play on the PlayStation and they can play together now, which mm-hmm. they couldn't do before, which is awesome. But Epic Man is grabbing me by my ankles and shaking. All the money's <laughs> falling out. <sighs> well, you can say no. I know you, Zach. You'll, you, you, can, you can dig in. I, I can, but see, then... Then I have the internal struggle of, do I want my child being the non-cool one? <laughs> it's like all his boys are playing Fortnite and Fall Guys and all this stuff. And he has to be the one on the group chat that's like, sorry, guys, my dad won't let me play this game. All of you are playing together and having a great time. I guess call me when you're done. Like, well, no, I'm not going to do that. that he can't play it with his boys. He just doesn't have to get the Darth Vader skin. Oh, I'll, I'll no! I'll say no to that. It's it's more no to the entire endeavor. Like mm-hmm. I can't, I can't do that to him. I can't, you know, like like if I see you flossing out in the street, <laughs> like, you, you make your thing. I'm gonna slap you're going you. Going home? <laughs> yeah, you're going home. You're not playing Fortnite no more. Uh, no, Sonic Sonic Two has uh, made the floss happen in my house. Thank you, <laughs> thank you Jim Carrey. Like yes, <laughs> oh bit. And then Zach made the realization, he's like, well, he's like, the Epic account, today's Epic account is just, you know, yesterday's Battle.net account. Right. (laughs) (laughs) The problem was when I was making my Battle.net account to play StarCraft, I was 20, you know, but that's, that's the difference. These kids, man, these kids, they start too young, but oh well. well. And I'm going to be the old man making him uncool. It's... (laughs) it's all it's it's my cross to bear gentlemen it's you know what what am i gonna do um well okay we got off the point there but uh yeah so bummed no infamous no sly cooper two of my favorite franchises from the ps3 uh ps4 era but oh well time moves on guess we had to make room for the eighth fucking uh last of us remake (laughs) Uh, anyway, uh, so I wanted to do a little, you know, light on the news this week. There isn't a whole lot going on. Um, we're also kind of in between big games coming out. So I wanted to do a little check-in with game of the year. Cause you know what? It's July. We're halfway through the year. Me and Justin, uh, independently this week, both kind of started to piece together, uh, a, 
a beginning of a game of the year list. And we thought it would be fun. Uh, then we told Shannon when he got on the call, cause Shannon <laughs> never looked at the outline. Uh, then we thought it would be fun to uh, kind of touch base, see what games are jumping out at you as, as game of the year, potentials, contenders, um, surprises that have hit you this, so far this year, things like that. Games you just forgot about cause they came out in January. <coughs> Arceus. And, um, you know, things like things of that nature. So, uh, yeah. Hey, Shannon, you're totally unprepared. Uh, what what things jump out at you uh, so far? So this has been maybe it's because of my back injury, but I've had mm-hmm. plenty of uh, time to go back and look at my games and clear out my backlog. Oh, cool. Um, so, you know, Arceus is one of them. Uh, Elden Ring um, is surprisingly going to be on my list this year. Um, I would say Grid Legends, um, even though it was like more of like a, a arcade racer than like more of like, you know, the Forza types that we're used to. Like, it's not as in-depth as that, but it's a good game. Um, but um, I don't know. The, the thing is, like, there's another game that I've been playing recently and, you know, I don't want to bury the what I've been playing too much. But um, Outriders uh, came out with a expansion uh, called uh, World Enders. Uh, this week it's kind of like a whole new game attached to their game kind of like destiny 2 did with the witch king or the witch witch queen um Mm -hmm. but uh that game is good like i don't know why i stopped playing it it was like it's like a gears of war but like made by square enix um and it's so it's got a little bit more of an rpg element to it but that was a great game tiny tina's wonderlands um i mean that brought me back into the borderlands franchise and like extensive and and fun way um xenoblade chronicles 3 i can tell you right now is going to be on there regardless so (laughs) for you guys uh making fetch happen um but yeah i mean like those are just some of the ones that are like standing out right now for me i mean that's what like seven games um so i I know and uh same same day as xenoblade chronicles uh justin's got digimon survive dropping so Bro, like I was low key like in the Digimon world. Like I watched like those cartoons when I was, you know, God, God damn it, (laughs) that's like you're not not down with the Digidestin, Zach. At one in one moment, it was like the most surprising and least surprising thing I've ever heard (laughs) that Shannon was in Digimon. Like, yeah, Uh, I've never played any of the games, I'll tell you that much, but I watched the cartoons, which was, I don't know, maybe a little bit more sad, but... Okay, point of business, uh, as it comes to Game of the Year, I want I want both your opinions on this. We need a separate category for remasters and, and things of that nature, right? Switch ports, remasters, because, I mean, I'm playing Portal 2 right now mm-hmm. on the Switch. Mm-hmm. It's the best game that's been made in the last 20 years. I will die on that hill. I can't say it's game of the year just because it came out for the first time on Switch. Like, but it, I think it deserves a place in the conversation, but it, I, I can't say that. You know, like, it's the best game of 2011, but like, it's not the best game of 2022, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, we're, we're definitely going to have to have like an aside category for that. I think also we'll need a, an aside category for games that were in early release that are now in 1.0. Yeah. 
because mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know power wash simulator is coming out and like i'll be damned if mike miller is going to listen to us talk about that again in the game of the year podcast but oh he uh, will but just not as the main game of the year <laughs> yeah well and it's like i know vampire survivors is also in early access and i know yeah. you know uh, Zach, Robbie, me—we've we've all been playing some Vampire Survivors, so it's I feel so like that good. it's just so good, and it doesn't feel since that game came out like two years ago, and it's like just now becoming popular. Like I, I don't think it would I have be to right. see. I have to see how many hours of Vampire Survivors I've played. Like it's got to be just an obscene amount at this point. Um, well, yeah, because because you're right. Because Grounded's hitting 1.0, Tim Tim's hitting 1.0. Um, but there's a bunch of early access stuff that I want to try, like V rising. I really want to try, um, that is not going to hit 1.0 this year. So, um, is tunic technically 1.0? Uh, tunic is out a little witch in the woods was the one that it's also Uh, an early access. Hey, that game's bad. Little Little witch in the woods. Yeah. That game's bad. Like that shit is boring as hell, dude. Like, (sighs) dude, it, I, I haven't gone back to it. <laughs> it yeah. it's just, it's oh, really? oh, really? You haven't? Oh, that's surprising. Like, <laughs> oh, man. Like, that was one of the ones I... Okay, should we talk about most disappointing add-ons to Game of the Year? Little Witch of the Woods, because, like, you had talked about it, and I was kind of jazzed for it, and downloaded it off Game Pass, fired it up, and, dog, within 45 minutes, I was just like this has to get deleted this is just awful like i'm sorry it was so bad the movement was bad the like the pacing was just horrible yeah you just move really slow but it's yeah. like I, I as pretty as the art was and stuff it's like i had every intention to go back but then the more new stuff that get cut yet kept coming out that i was playing it made me realize i didn't really want to go back to yeah. continue playing it anymore uh, which was a bummer but uh Okay, Justin, what's on your kind of top of brain list? Yeah. Um, well, well, first, I also want to mention, Shannon, I noticed Triangle Strategy. You know, you were naming off a bunch of games I for your game of the year. I hope you save the slot for Triangle Strategy somewhere in your tent. Yeah, yeah I'm going to put it under most reading needed to complete a game. I'm going to put it right there. <laughs> most reading. <laughs> but uh, for my list, as no surprise, Elden Ring is going to be on the list. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like it's going to be on a lot of people's lists this year. I think that I think that's safe to say that hits everyone's list. Yeah, that yeah, that's going to make the roundup. Uh, one that I was surprised that I completely forgot actually came out this year, and I absolutely love Tunic. Uh, mm-hmm. Came out this year. Very cute, very great. Very, also, also a uh, Souls-like kind of style game, but a, a little less expansive as Elden Ring, a little cuter, a little tighter. Um, but I was very surprised. A, a little, how... a little less Bloodborne, a little more Zelda, you know. Exactly. Um, so that was great. Uh, I know, of course, my list is also going to have you know indie games that no one else has heard of, as per usual for my game of the year list. But I can see Patrick's Paradox uh, mm-hmm. making it. I play. I need to finish it. I got towards the end of the game, and the puzzles got really hard. But I, the core mechanic is just so creative and done in such a way and stuff that the level design is just chef's kiss. Uh, so, okay, this was one of those ones that was early access that made a game of the year list last year, but is in 1.0 this year. Is Elekid eligible for a game of the year? 
I mean, it hit Switch for the first time. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's 1.0 now, so I'm I'm kind of considering it because I, I that's what that's on my want to play need to play list. So, but I also don't want to be super redundant with lists. I don't know. Um, <laughs> let us know on Discord. Do you think that <laughs> do you think that belongs or not? Because um, these are the these are the things I'm struggling with. Um, so what does someone your list say? Well, as far as your like early release stuff that uh, people have forgotten about came out this year, uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus definitely on there because uh, I feel like that game's been out for ten years. And guess what? <laughs> that came out in January. Um, which uh, and that game is fantastic. Like it, it's really good. It. The more I think about how they redid a bunch of, you know, super established things in Pokemon, you know, for 20 something years, uh, how they kind of modernized and retouched it up. I think it's fantastic. Uh, I, I think horizon forbidden West probably makes my list. Cause what that game does right is fantastic. It's just too much of it. It's just so long. It's just one of those things where there, there is a game of the year that rivals Elden ring or anything else that's 20 to 30 hours long in that, in that package, except they made it like 60 to 80 and it just was like, mm, God, you needed an editor. You needed an editor real bad for somewhere in there. Um, and then, uh, what else has come out this year that really has spoken to me. Oh, another one I forgot about that came out this year. Cause it's been in my house inundated forever. Kirby and the forgotten lands. It maybe maybe the best third uh, third person platformer Nintendo's released in five years since since uh, Mario Odyssey maybe like that game was really good. Yeah, I do think Kirby might end up making my list too. I don't know where, but I think mm-hmm. it definitely will probably end up somewhere in the middle. I mean, when you said Kirby, Zach, and I watched Justin's face just be like, he got a little depressed because he was like, man, I didn't say Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was an honorable mention. It wasn't towards the top, but it was it was on the list. It was just somewhere a, a little lower but below Elden Ring. I mean, there's potential this year, which surprises me, for two Pokemon games to make it on somebody's game of the year. It is. In two, in two spots. That is. Um, and then... Okay, so I have, I have this question also with Game of the Year stuff. So Cuphead DLC, Delicious Last Course, and like the Outriders thing you're talking about, Shannon, mm-hmm. they're technically like expansions or, or DLC, but they're being presented as their own thing. Mm-hmm. Like, does so? Do are we treating them as their own entities, or are is it like no? It's just DLC for a game that already exists. See, I'm kind of thinking we should have almost like a side DLC category because let me tell you, when the Hot Wheels expansion comes out for Forza, <laughs> I'm gonna want that on the list somewhere. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think it should be on the Game of the Year list proper. I think there should just be like a on like a notable, like n- noted notables. I guess you could say is like noted just, notable. Yeah, like, I'm writing <laughs> that name down. Noted notables. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Let's do that. 
so yeah, I mean, it, I think it was, it's just its own category, but like, I mean, if we keep going into the weeds with all this stuff, with all the different categories, our game of the year list, our, our game of the year podcast is going to be like four hours long. Um, and I don't think we're going to have to do the like old school giant bomb thing and have like a week's worth of podcasts and every day is like two categories, you know, pretty much. Yeah. You're like, well, we'll, we'll fill that spot now that they're going to go down. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like, what we could always do too is like the week before like our actual game of the year episode, we can do all the side, like the DLC, the early access That's stuff, the whatever, yeah. and as like the pregame, and then the next week do the official top ten game of the year. That's a good yeah, point. That makes sense. I like okay. that. Uh, well, anything coming? What, what's on your still need to play list, Shannon? Like, what's? Well, I mean, the, the games that haven't come out yet, of course, like Xenoblades and Pokemons mm-hmm. and like all those games are, are things that are still uh, needing to be played. But I think I've done a pretty good job of kind of keeping up with the games that you guys have been excited about, um, okay. especially with like Elden Ring and things like that. Um, I, I can't really think of anything yet that I want to play um, for Game of the Year that has come out. Okay. How about you, Justin? Um, so for me, I know there's a couple that I've kind of been sitting on that, like, I know Legends Arceus, I'm the only one of us that hasn't played it yet, and I, I really need to, and I know I want to, and, like, a lot of stuff has come out recently, like, Rogue Legacy 2, I've heard nothing but great things about, I really want to check that out, uh, Neon White was so hyped for that. I still haven't played it yet. <laughs> but I still can't believe you haven't played that. I know. Game. I know. And then even like Ghostwire Tokyo and stuff, you know, I'm kind of interested. That kind of disappeared off everyone's radar. Like it came out and went away as fast as it came out, but I'm still interested in checking it out. That, that screams PS plus to me. So I've kind of yeah. just holding off on it. Yeah. And even like, uh, I know there's, uh, I think Mike Miller's the one that keeps talking about it and just won't pull the fucking trigger on it. But the query, yeah. Uh, the <laughs> Until Dawn that's... game, I'm like, I want someone to play that game so he'll finally just either fucking buy it or just admit that he's not going to pay the 60 bucks for it. Well, first off, that's called a quarry. <laughs> yes. But, um, uh, a query is more of a question. Um, well, it is a question. <laughs> <laughs> the question is, is Mike Miller going to buy it? <laughs> that is the query, yes. Um, oh, shit. Uh Allo, for me, like there's there's some stuff I really want to dig into that I I've missed. I, I want to play Tiny Tina's. Just Shannon's talked it up so much that and and I have such a fondness for the Borderlands one and two franchises uh, that it seems like a decent return to form. Um, yeah, you know, I feel like I should try Sifu. Like so many people really liked it. And then they added difficulty management into it. Cause I'm not trying to just get my ass handed to me over and over again. So like, I feel like I should try that game. Um, what was it? What's the sniper game that came out? Cause everyone, like all the, all the other podcasts I listen to have been talking about this was sniper sniper League League five and yeah. that's on game pass. And I hear that game kicks ass. It's like, more, it's more the same. Uh, if you've played any of the other Sniper League games, it's mm-hmm. pretty much the same thing. But the maps are a lot bigger. And the one complaint I've heard about that game is that it takes a long time to get from like point A to point B. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, but I mean, if you like watching bullet time, like slow mo, like a bullet going into like X ray mode and watching some dude's testicles explode, that game is for you. I 
don't not like that. So. Zach's um, like hitting the download button as you're saying that. Yeah, the video video connection might get a little choppy. I'm downloading a large file all of a sudden. Um, uh, and then there's games coming out that that you know, uh, Cult of the Lamb is something that has definitely been high on my radar. I've I've actually downloaded the demo, but chose not to play it because I just want to. I know I'm going to buy the damn game anyway, so I want to go into it as fresh as possible. Um, what was the other one that's coming out soonish? Um, the in December the not Dead Space game comes out right, too. Right, totally. That, protocol, Callisto Protocol. Yeah, Callisto Protocol. That's up there. Um, oh, Stray. I, I really want to play Stray and see what the hell that game is. Uh, that Pentiment game, which like German woodcut RPG looking thing, looks kind of rad. Um, yeah, there's. There's stuff coming down the pipe. That yeah, I was like, one of my other ones too. I completely forgot was Card Sharks. It came out. I played oh, yeah. the demo and I loved it. I just never actually bought it. So many indie games came out in like yeah. weeks that it was hard to keep up. Oh, and then there's like, you know, Plague Tale, which is a sequel to one of my favorite games. So I'm excited to see what the hell they did with that. Um, there's the super gross Scorn that. You know, could be amazing or it could just be hilarious. I haven't decided which one. And then Shannon, the one you're forgetting, Mario and Rabbids, Sparks of Hope. That's right. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Mario, Mario and Rabbids is, is that I'm telling, I'm warning people right now. That game has the potential to take over this podcast for like a month <laughs> between me, myself and Shannon. Yeah. So. Uh, I do also, think that's one we're all going to probably end up getting to. Yeah, yeah. yeah doesn't uh, Midnight Suns come out this year too? Oh yeah, that <clears throat> game looks boring, but sure. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that um, we're we're not. No one is addressing the eight hundred pound gorilla in the room. the The game that hasn't had a release date yet, but the smoke is definitely coming. That it's coming this year, and that's God of War Ragnarok. Like. Mm. If that hits this year, that has the potential to flip this entire list. Like, mm-hmm. because I'm telling people right now, this list is probably going to point out to be Elden Ring at one, and then we'll see what happens after that. But God of War is the one game I think has the potential to shake that list up. Yes. Of, of everything we're seeing. I mean, I can tell you right now, it's God of War is literally going to punch Elden Ring in the face for my number one spot if it comes out. And and is as good. If it's as, it just needs to be at the level of the first game. If it's if it's just at that level, I think it, it would probably pass Elden Ring on my list. But if it innovates and does cool shit beyond that, like, yeah. It, also, it has the highest potential to be my biggest disappointment. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> so you know we will see uh but yeah and then like i mean there's stuff that could surprise gotham knights you know like no one's excited about <laughs> it no one's excited about it but maybe it kicks ass there's one yeah. person who's excited about it and his name is robert Seltonpool. that is true that is true uh isn't that forespoken game supposed to come out this year like that's a game that could you know, rattle some cages. That that game looks interesting. Uh, High on Life, the Rick and Morty live gun shooter game could be rad. That's put, that hits in October. There's there's still some good stuff coming down. Pokemon Scarlet. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what Shay was saying. It could be the year we have two Pokemon games on a game of the year list. Yeah. Especially if they manage to meld the, the the cool shit they did in Arceus with like the traditional stuff in a way that's actually engaging. Because yeah. I'm I'm telling you, like Bug Catcher James wants to battle as I walk down a path is gonna suck ass. To go <laughs> you know, yeah. like you remember, remember at the beginning of this year when we were like, what the fuck games are coming, bro? Like, this is going to be mm-hmm. a sucky year for games. And now all of a sudden we're like, we have too many games. <laughs> well, the the other thing with that is it's the types of games. I mean, because as far as huge heavy hitters, we're talking like God of War, potentially uh, Pokemon and like Elden Ring. Everything else on there is a smaller title, you know, mm-hmm. even, even Mario and Rabbids, I wouldn't consider like your high triple a you know title but then anything that comes out on the switch you're gonna put in a triple a title (laughs) i mean no i mean even like pokemon with what it's doing it's great but i wouldn't put it at a a triple a oh i mean it is for the switch but yeah yeah, and then i'm also super excited to see what grounded 1.0 is i know you guys aren't but that original grounded was was cool as hell and i'm kind of happy i chose to just be like i'll i'll revisit this when they're done so i'm excited to see what done looks like for ground uh, is the one with the kids that shrink down right yeah it's the honey i shrunk the kids game yeah but it's like a a giant spider thing it's a it's a survivor type game you know um so yeah i'm it's gonna be a cool game of the year list because i think i think with the absence of the huge heavy hitters is making us but kind of kind of forcing us to try a bunch of Justin's type of indie games you know like <laughs> just to have something to play and and there's been a lot of cool stuff so like, welcome to my world boys yeah. <laughs> angerfoot Shannon's game of the year <laughs> I'm going to play the hell out of that game <laughs> but yeah okay cool stuff um I guess we should talk a little bit about what we are playing currently. And Hey, I don't know if y'all played a little game called portal two back in the day, (laughs) but, uh, it, man, I, I said during last week's show, I was downloading it during last week's show, uh, cause they announced it, uh, for sale on the switch, uh, package, the, the complete portal one and two. Um, and then when you download that, it actually downloads as two separate games. Uh, it's not like, a single launcher that launches them and portal two uh, guys portal two is just fantastic. Like, God damn, it's just the best game. Like the writing, the writing in that game. It, I don't know if there is a better written video game. Like Gladys just talking shit the whole time. Wheatley's just hilarious. Like <laughs> I love when Wheatley gets the power <laughs> when, when you replace Gladys with Wheatley and he's just like, all right, I'm sending you to the service. Oh, or, or, and all of a sudden the elevator starts lowering down. It's like, or. It's just, you're like, oh no. He's and all drunk with power. Yeah. And meanwhile, Gladys is like, he's a moron designed by the brightest minds in the world to be a moron. <laughs> like, can you put him in power? Uh, and then, oh, yeah. Then she gets attached to be a, to a, a potato. potato butter. <laughs> yeah. Just, oh, fantastic. It's so I- good. I will tell you, I downloaded it too because I saw you glowing about it on Twitter and I was mm-hmm. like, the FOMO got me. So 
I um, I downloaded it as, and I don't, um, I never played the original Portal. Um, so I went back and played that one. Um, I don't know if, because I haven't played Portal 2 on the Switch yet. Um, yeah. I don't know if it suffers from the same thing that the first game does, but the load times between... That the, is the bummer. Yeah. Yeah, that, that kind of sucks. Um, and then I don't know what it is about, like, if you screw up and you die, you it doesn't just auto load back to the thing. You have to hit like the action button to actually get it to. Oh, in portal two, you don't need to do that. It just reloads. Yeah. Yeah. So like portal one, there was some jank there and I was just like, okay, I beat it. Uh, It probably took me like, you know, three hours to do the whole thing. But, um, but um, yeah, it was the, that last battle is kind of annoying. Um, But I, you know, I can kind of see like what they want you to do there. Um, And, you know, it, I got through it, so it wasn't like totally, uh, you know, it wasn't it wasn't ridiculous or anything. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to go back and play Portal Two. That I beat that pretty much on every platform it was available for. Yeah. Like, so. I I will say I love having it on the go. Like that's where I'm playing it is handheld mode. But the load times do make me want to just go play it on the computer or the or a console. Cause it's one of the, like it's old enough game now that when you put it on your series X or, or PS five, it just flies, you know, mm-hmm. like it, it runs so smooth and, or, you know, my PC at this point, uh, but being able to just knock through a couple levels on my lunch break is rad. Like it's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's and, fun. And uh, yeah, it's fantastic. And, and you know, the thing with portal one, is yeah it's a three hour long game but it was like a toss in on the orange box you know Mm -hmm. like that's where it first showed up and it was like people weren't buying the orange box for portal they were buying it for half-life 2 and then all of a sudden people were buying it for portal like it it became that big of a thing but you know people forget now that how big a cake is the the cake is a lie you know was (laughs) Mm -hmm. one of the first internet memes you know uh back in the day uh justin do you have any interest in picking up the portal collection or do, you have, or do you own it on everything else already and i mean i do i have i own portal 2 on the 360 i own it on the ps3 um i have both of them on steam um so i don't know about buying it again on the switch but I, I definitely see the appeal and i do as someone who has a portal tattoo i do share in the love that is portal. Yeah. Well, and you you don't travel for work, so yeah, that, I do stay at home. So I can see that kind of because I I have to admit if I wasn't taking it with me to play, it would kill my drive to play it. So, but also I'm finding that it's it's become a good one to uh, put the headphones in and play in bed. So it's it's a good one in that regard. Um. That's kind of taken up all my time outside of the Fortnite debacle we've uh, discussed earlier. And Shannon's now plotting to get me to play Fortnite with him. Um, <laughs> and uh, Fall Guys, by the way, Fall Guys, the new uh, set runs great on the Switch. Like That's another thing that we've had a lot of fun with around here in the last week. Uh, so, it, But also, hey guys, it's, it's, it's Fall Guys. Like there's nothing really all that new or special happening there. It's just on other systems now and it runs well. So congrats to them, I guess. Good good job, Epic. Um, And uh, what else? I guess that's it for me. uh, Shannon. 
So uh, <clears throat> I picked up uh, the Outriders uh, World Enders <clears throat> game uh, this week. Uh, it's sixty bucks on. Um, Ooh, that, it's that expensive. Well, if you do, if you if you get the game and the expansion, it's thirty dollars uh, okay. for the expansion. Because 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 the so you do need the base game. This isn't like a sequel. You do need the base game to play it. Correct. Okay, because the, the base game is also on Game Pass, I think. Yeah, so what they did is they basically, there's like a hub world, right? So there's uh-huh. like a main place where you go that's kind of like ground zero, and you go there to get like missions and to go out into the world and, and do the exploration there. So there is a person that you have to go talk to to do the bonus content. Now, you can do the bonus content without reaching endgame in the original game. Um, so you don't have to like unlock anything to go do the expansion. It's kind of weird, but, um, I decided to like, you know, make it cause it's been a while since I played the game. Um, I decided to go back and, uh, start over, like just start from the beginning. Um, it's a square Enix game. So I was expecting a little bit more from like the cutscenes. Like there are, there is some jank. Um, in the cutscenes, like as far as like clipping and hair doing weird things, uh, jackets doing some mm-hmm. weird stuff. But um, the gameplay, as far as the gameplay is concerned, I love it a lot. And I think that it, this game is more in your wheelhouse than like a Destiny is because a Destiny is more of just kind of like a first person shooter with some abilities. And this is more like um, horde mode in Gears. Um, but in a game, right? So like you walk into a map and there's like a, a path that you got to go to get to this objective. And basically what it is, is you walk into like an arena and then there is a horde and you basically uh, strafe and it's, mm-hmm. you know, all third person uh, over the shoulder. So you're diving and running to cover. Um, you have abilities. Uh, you have three abilities that you can use um, L1, R1, and then L1, R1 together. Um, if you hold down the buttons for a long period, of, like for like a second or two, it allows you to throw out your abilities like further, like a grenade kind of style. And if you just quick press them, it, it just does a quick lob like right out in front of you. So if you're like running for cover and you just want something to like distract the enemies or to attack while you're you're trying to run for cover, you just hit the quick tap, right? So it just drops it right in front of you and then you bounce back behind cover and let the ability kind of get rid of some of the fodder. Hmm. Um, so there's some strategy there because um, there's d- um, different enemies. There's like human class enemies, then there's like the alien type enemies. Um, and they kind of do this good progression of getting you used to the game. So like at first you get the humans who tend to go behind cover, um, you know, have a, a known pattern. There's like the snipers in the back and then there's like the riflemen in the front. And then you have like these um, bruisers who kind of like run up and try to physically like attack you. So there's, you know, those three classes that you're 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 learning your abilities. You're learning how to like handle these these types of, of enemies. And then once you get the hang of it, then they throw in the the aliens and they're, they're more like um, like all physically based. So it's usually just like they're trying to overrun you and you have to basically uh, use the environment or your abilities to basically keep them at bay um, while you're doing your your uh, <clears throat> while you're while you're fighting and, and progressing through the level. And then they take it another step further and um, you're called altered because you um, you have these abilities. So then you fight other altered people in the world. 
uh, as well. So like it adds another element of difficulty to these battles. Um, you can pair up with, I think, three or four other cla- uh, other people if you want. So you can do like a, a group kind of raid on a level. And I haven't really come across anything so far that is basically um, exclusive to having a team. Like you can pretty much do everything solo at this point in the game. Like, you know, I'm about like eight or eight, eight to ten hours into the game. Um, and I haven't really come across anything that's too difficult. There have been a couple places that have been, um, pretty hairy and, and crazy, but, um, the loot progression is good. Um, you know, it still has all the, the destiny type, like, um, like dress up and, you know, uh, rarities for the weapons and their abilities. Um, there is a crafting system so you can, uh, dismantle the things that you find in the world and um, make your guns stronger or, you know, increase their rarity, which is, it's fun. So I think I'm going to stick with this for a while. I mean, it it is definitely a game that I want to play. And it does scratch that itch for the shooter that I want, like right now, more so than Doom. Doom was like really intense. Um, And I don't know if it's just, you know, what they added as far as, you know, to make the game feel new. But, um, you know, it, this one feels a little bit more comfortable. Um, so it's like, you know, it's that gears, that gear style that I really like. So, I mean, if you're, if you're, if you want to try a game that is like destiny, but I think a little bit better, uh, I would say outriders is definitely something that people I think, slept on, but I would play better than destiny. Are we calling that a relaxed take? Relaxed. Zach's just finding any place he can to cram the relaxed takes sound effects in. <laughs> No, it's more that Shannon, once an episode, will throw some wild shit out there, and I think that might classify as wild shit. I don't know. I mean, I I, I don't know. Like, to me, like, every time I go to Destiny and I'm like, should I try this again? Like, I'm like, Ugh. like, there's that, there's not a lot of content there. Um, like, I just feel like you're doing the same things, and like, the the things that you need people for take a huge chunk of your time and there's no guarantee that you're going to get through it. Like this feels like there's a sense of completion when you do it. It's challenging enough to where you feel good, like getting through it. And there's the opportunity to play with other people if you want to, because the classes seem fun. You know, you have like the juggernaut, like who's like straight up tank, like right in front, like ground pound, like just murdering people. Then, like, you have my class, which is kind of like the um, the adept at, you know, setting up turrets and long-range sniping and basically crowd control. Then you have, like, the mid-range, like, firecaster pyromancer, who's basically, like, fire-based. Um, and then you have kind of like a, a, a speed uh, person who's basically just kind of bouncing around all over the map, um, basically, you know, hitting from all angles at the same time, slowing down time. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, you know, there's a lot of, uh, customization to the classes and each class has three, um, paths that you can follow down to, um, kind of give, uh, depth to having multiple classes in the same, uh, team. So I don't know, it just, it feels more in depth than a destiny. So, uh, on the game pass, it is $36 with the game pass discount. Mm-hmm. Um, wanna 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 do this on Friday? Wanna... I mean, I'm down. Uh, I uh, is it is it cro- it's crossplay, right? Like you can play basically on anything, right? That would be a question for you. I don't know. Are you playing on Steam? 
Um, I'm playing it on the PlayStation. Oh, okay. Uh, let me. We're, we're live Googling. Hold on. <laughs> like live research. This is always good for a podcast. Uh, players will be happy to know that Outriders has full crossplay support between all consoles and PC. This means okay. users on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series X and S, Steam, and Epic's Game Store can all enjoy farming for legendary drops together. That is according to Game Rant. Awesome. So, so we can um, do that for sure. Uh, Justin, would you be would you be down? I'd be down. All right, all right. Maybe maybe we can uh, stream that a little bit. Fuck what yeah. we think? All right. Do you know how many people are on a team? Um, I think you can have up to four. Four. All right. We'll throw it on Discord when we're done and see if we have any Outrider players on there that want to join us. Okay. We can stream that a little bit. Because uh, yeah, I, that sounds fun and like. Yeah. I like that original game. I just kind of fell off it. It got a little like the grind of it got a little boring after a while. I don't really feel like there's too much of a grind. Um, like it, I mean, it feels each each battle feels like a little uh, feels a little different. Feels a little um, you know refreshing uh, because mm-hmm. you always you're always getting new abilities. So I would say you have to get through the first. Uh, you have to get to the open world part. So like I think there's like an hour maybe where you have to go through before okay. you can play multiplayer. So I would say if you guys are going to do that, if we want to do that on Friday, you got to get through that first play this week. Well, you were saying you can jump right to the new content, right? You can, if you do the, if you do the, but I, I still think you have to get to that world. The open oh, okay. World. You got, you have to play bef- a, a bit before you can do that. Yeah, Cause you have to choose your class, right? So like you can't get into that until you build, until you choose the class that you are. Got it. Got it. Okay. Okay. I can do that. Cool. Sounds like but yeah, song. that's all. That's uh, that's all I've been playing. All right, Justin. So, so this week, uh, I've been playing. I finally I got into the Hall of Fame in Forza. Oh, look at I, you! I know I did it. Yeah. Uh, I also I went around. Finally, got all the fast travel boards. Nice. Uh, so traveling is free. Did not realize that you could also fast travel to the different event sites as well in Forza. I thought you could only fast travel to your house. Mm. So that that was also a little bit of a game changer for me once I realized that, oh, there's literally all these additional points that I can also fast travel to. Um, so I was doing that. I went and got all the barns. Uh, nice. So I'm like, I was trying to get everything nice and prepped for uh, when Hot Wheels comes out. So very when, excited when about When does that. that come out? That end of the month? Yeah, the middle of the month, I think like, I thought it was like the 16th or something. Yeah, okay. something like that, like July 16th. Cool, cool. Um, so yeah, played played a lot of Forza. Uh, played a little bit more Amori. I'm still. I think I'm in like one of the last areas of the game and stuff. So I've been chipping away at that. I also uh, games done quick was this week too, where they they speed run the games for charity and stuff, and one of the runs was a super mario sunshine so i played a little bit of sunshine this weekend too just because you know i fucking love that despite what zach or shannon will tell you i think it's a great game coming up on my 20th anniversary (laughs) exactly it's so good so yeah i did play a little bit of that got your uh got, got your shines yeah, got. I, I realized there was a, a couple shines that I didn't get in my one file, so I was trying to, like, one of the 100 coin shines I was missing from one of the worlds, so I was trying to get that and get, get a couple blue coins that I missed. 
you know, on Tuesday the 19th, you really should do like a speed run thing or something to celebrate the 20th anniversary. Because that, <laughs> that, that will be the 20th anniversary on for, for Sunshine on the 19th. Man, don't say that. <laughs> just so, just telling you. Just I know. I just, I remember being in like sixth grade and being incredibly hyped for that game. <laughs> Dude, okay. Old man corner for a second. Uh, on Twitter yesterday, someone had the fucking sheer audacity to post up that it was the secret of Nim's twenty or 40th anniversary yesterday. And when I tell you that few things have made me feel older than that, like I just about crumbled into dust. Fucking like the last crusade sitting at my computer. (laughs) 40 fuck. Like, when shit is 40 years old that I remember going to a movie theater to see, like, fuck. Fuck. You know, like, God damn it. <sighs> anyway, that's fun. Sorry. Continue, Justin. Sorry. Oh, I, that was that's all I've been playing. Like, this my, week. My, my introspection set aside, please. Uh, don't, let, <laughs> don't let the soft weeping over here interrupt you. Well, to be fair, I don't think that interrupted me because I think the sirens interrupted me. Do we hear them? I hear them. How can you not? (laughs) Yeah, they're like fireworks across the street. (laughs) Buddy is cowering at the door. Um, All right, so let's talk about some spoilers since we are firmly in the zone. Um... Miss Marvel, next episode, episode four. We like it. It was awesome. I have one question. How did those people who broke out from like the FBI or whatever they are get to India so fast? (laughs) United Air. (laughs) You are focusing on the wrong point. You are are not wrong that there's something very, uh, uh, to use the parlance of Among Us, sus there. (laughs) But... uh, how do you break out of a super jail that is basically like, we're just going to get out of this hallway and walk out. Apparently there were three guards and they were all in that hallway. Like, <laughs> and they just decided they were not going to lock any doors or put any fences up. Like it was just one of those like, yeah, we're just leaving. Like what? What? Like what? Like, okay, I guess like, and then the, and then the kid, they're like, no, you've made your choice. We're leaving you here. And no one grabs him? Like, you're just standing outside of the jail. You got no powers. Like, no one, <laughs> there's no, no one watching security cameras or anything that's like, uh, hey, five people just walked out of this door. Maybe we should need to send a team down there. Like, what? Yeah, that, that part was the part I was like, hmm. Yeah, a little sus. A little, uh, little sus. But yeah, it's it's just uh, everything else was pretty good. I mean, like I'm still waiting for like the whole like family to come together and help her out and, you know, kind of have that, you know, ter- like fix the the fissure that's between them. Right. But like you see the mom and her mom like actually kind of have a moment totally. that, you know, it seems to be like, you know, oh, like I'm I'm they're beginning to understand each other, but it, it doesn't really go anywhere like i think they have like that conversation and the mom has the realization that like you know maybe she's 
missing something here with her daughter. And so they have like kind of a bonding moment. But for the most part, it's still just kind of everything feels disjointed. And you're kind of wondering when it's all going to mesh together. Like right now, uh, Ms. Marvel is like still like trying to understand who she is, like who the good people are, who the bad people are like where her role is and all of this. Um, it just kind of feels like it's still trying to find it's the, the show itself is still trying to find its identity and there's two episodes left. You know, uh, I like what they're doing. Like I like the, the lightheartedness of the show with at the same time, having it carry some weight, you know, like they balance that pretty well. Like the action is great. Um, I don't understand why she didn't just punch that truck that was chasing them when it got up alongside them. I don't understand why she didn't just like punch it into like, you know, a wall. Um, but I think, I think that has to speak that speaks to more with, um, she still doesn't have a firm grasp of what her powers are yet. Like it's, I, and I think that's where we're building to is, going to the finale is going to be the, like, she finally understands like the full, like green lantern level abilities she has, because it's one of those, like you see her just kind of always fumbling into it. Like she more, her powers are more reactive than proactive at this point. And so I, I'm excited to see her get to the point where she's like, Oh no, I can control this. Like I actually know what the hell I'm doing. And yeah, I, I, cause you're right. There's multiple times in multiple episodes now where it's been like, why wouldn't you just do that? Like, just <laughs> just shove this thing or like punch that dude or something. But she, I don't think she knows she can yet. Type, mm-hmm. you know. And so, like, she threw the fist in the during the wedding, mm-hmm. and it was almost by accident. Like she, you could see the look on her face was like, holy shit, I could do that. And now, and now she's done it multiple times because she knows she can. You know, and so I think that's the thing. She hasn't like really figured out the limits of what she's capable of yet until she kind of falls into it and is like, oh shit, that worked, you know? And yeah, if it's it's more instinctual, like she's good with it, like protecting herself. So, like shields, she's good at platforms, Mm -hmm. she's good at. Um, but yeah, like offensive capabilities, she's still, I, I, I agree with you. I think she's still trying to figure that out, but it's kind of funny cause she balances between being inept at battle and being really good at battle in like, you know, in almost like a heartbeat. Cause like when she was fighting the, um, what the, the reds, the, red, the dude, red dagger. Yeah. The red dagger guy in the, in, in the train station, you know, she had a couple throws in there and she had a couple like flips that were like, okay, like you've had some battle practice or either, or there's some ineptability inside you somewhere that is giving you that fight response because mm-hmm. like, I mean, she, she threw that dude, she flipped that dude pretty good, <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, it's, it was a good episode. I liked it. Yeah. Do you think that the, uh, the leader, that leader of the red dagger dude's actually dead? Like, I'm not convinced that he's actually dead. They kind of left him for dead, but I wouldn't be surprised if he like shows back up in one of the next two episodes nobody dies by getting shot through the abdomen these days no no one yeah that is he true. got stabbed stab in the shoulder that oh, was it shoulder yeah he got he, she the 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 uh the big bad dijin lady yeah. came up behind him and stabbed him in the shoulder and then pushed him off the the balcony look yeah look, but... all, all i know is until i see a head removed or split in half <laughs> no one's dead yeah i didn't he see did, the blood he, that's all i'm saying he, yeah and he didn't get to give any like final words or anything so i'm like nah i was like he's, he'll be back 
he'll show up at the last minute and buy time for them to do something. He's too cool of a dude. Like he was, he was pretty red. I don't think they're going to waste that talent. Yeah. Apparently he's like a major Bollywood actor. It's like one of the first times a, a high profile Bollywood uh, actor has been in an American, uh, American like project, I guess. But yeah. the, uh, it was kind of cool. Cause, and it's also funny because yeah, his acting level was like way above everyone else's. It's like every time he was on screen, he was just super magnetic and like super charming and like pulling the audience to him. And I'm like, oh, I don't know who this dude is, but like, holy crap, he's amazing. And then I look him up and I'm like, oh, oh, that's who that dude is. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just a dumb white American that has no idea. But like literally a billion people know who this guy is. <laughs> you know? I'm like, oh, okay, got it. <laughs> but uh yeah, no, I, I agree. Like, I would be bummed if we don't get him back. He was fantastic. Uh, but yes, the mom, the mom remains the star of the show. Like, she's she's amazing. And the moment where she's talking with her mom about like, and why the hell are all these like candy boxes around? Like, what the hell's going on? And the mom basically was like, "I thought you might come back one day and you like him, so I kept him." And it was just one of those like. Oof. Just, <laughs> oh, God, right and then oh. come to her in the dining room at like 10 30 at night eating hard ass toffee like <laughs> reflecting on her life right yeah, totally it was just like oh i was i'm gonna go hug my children i'll be right back yeah. <laughs> oh, i'm not mad just disappointed yeah yeah oof oof um well let's talk uh oh i want to do a quick quick aside uh, i don't think either one of you have been watching this but Hulu has a show called The Old Man. Mm-hmm. Guys, you need to watch the show. <laughs> like, I, I've seen ads for it, but I don't know what it's about. Dude, uh, it looks it looks like the Born Legacy or like the the Born like series, but like mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. Jeff Bridges, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, it's it's John Wick in the Born Identity with killer fucking Rottweilers, <laughs> and. And I can't come up with a better pitch for you to watch this show than that. And I mean, all you have to say is John, John Wick. Wick. Yeah, you had yeah. John Wick. But like in way more of a born identity setting, uh, like the government is chasing him uh, for for unclear motives at this point. I'm only a few episodes in, but uh, he he's he's much like John Wick, renounced the life. He's just trying to get out, get out, and like live a normal life. He's done it for a long time. His, his wife's uh, passed away. He has a daughter out in the ether and the government's trying to pull him in, coming back for him. He doesn't take kindly to this. And then uh, John Lithgow is in the show nice. as, a, as a CIA head. And he's fantastic in this show. Like you kind of at the same time, totally get where he's coming from and also hate that motherfucker. <laughs> real bad and uh he he in the first episode makes some non-subtle threats to uh, uh jeff bridge's daughter and the daughter basically is so he calls he basically gives him a choice like you can walk away disappear like you always do and i will keep guys off you and what you know about me and our situation in the 80s never needs to come to light and I will keep tabs on your daughter. And if you ever show up and contact her, we're coming for you. But if you just disappear, you just disappear. And that game's over, you know? And 
so he calls his daughter to basically say like, I got to go. I, I got a spear. And, and the daughter is like, fuck that. Like, I know who you are. I know what you've done. No, like we are not, this is not how your story ends. Like, fuck that. And he, at the end of that first episode makes a choice that kind of is more along the lines of what the daughter was thinking. And it is game on at that <laughs> point. And it, dude, it doesn't, it doesn't slow down. It doesn't catch its breath. Like even the quiet moments are intense as fuck. Like it is just one of those shows where like I, I'm I'm in. I'm just riveted, dude. It's so good. It's so good. And the action kicks kicks major ass. Like so I highly recommend you watch the old man because I need someone to talk about this show with. Because holy crap. I will watch it t- I will watch it tonight. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, I'll check it out too. Yeah. It, it's on it, Hulu, it, you said? Right? It's on Hulu, yeah. Okay. And it's fun as hell. That's the only thing is it's just, it's just fun as hell. I think there's four episodes out right now. It's one of those weekly drop type deals. So highly recommend. Um, and then uh, I started Umbrella Academy season three, about halfway through it. I'm not going to go into details because Shannon's going to be really mad at me if I do. All I will say, and uh, Justin, I want to bounce this off you. Is there a, is there a show that does a music montage better than Umbrella <laughs> Academy? Dude, I wasn't the soundtrack in general yes. for each season of Umbrella Academy is just fantastic, and this season is no exception. But yes, every mute like every season I think has one really big music montage, uh-huh. and season three does not disappoint. No, that, it, it comes out of nowhere, and it's like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on right now? I and, and, but that you know we had a earlier conversation about this show offline, and the best thing about umbrella academy is when those moments happen by season three i don't even question them it's like this whole music montage starts in the first episode it makes zero goddamn sense like none like it it's totally out of left field and you just roll with it you're like yeah it'll all work out i'm not even gonna worry about i'm just gonna enjoy the moment because i know that i know it'll work out i know they'll like get get back to explaining what the hell just happened at some point and they do and they do, and it was great. But it was like, yeah, for that two or three minutes there, it is just the weirdest sidebar, like out of left goddamn field. But it's so good, it's so fantastic. Um, I I like the threat they're facing in season three a lot better than season two, as far as uh, the the yeah, they're always trying to stop the end of the world, and this version of it I like better than the version in season two. Um, the the mom is just creepy as hell they've leaned <laughs> into the robotness of the mom in in season three in a way they never did before and whoof whoo well, man well and i think that has to do with like you know they always treated her as mom the umbrella academy always yeah. treated her as mom sparrow academy does not treat her as mom and i think that's what shows is is the difference of her not being like a human in considered a human entity she's just like yeah. a robotic slave slash made to them and it's like yeah and and it's pretty interesting how the sparrow academy might be a better team as far as working together but they are way shittier people like (laughs) on a whole they're like the boys of the umbrella academy world kind of pretty kind of yeah yeah. like all cocksuckers they're not they're not uh that's not a too big of a stretch and and Christopher is just the most random character ever, by the way, in season three. Like, uh, 
he's part of the Sparrow Academy, and I won't ruin which one he is, but when you see him, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, fantastic. I'm hoping to finish that today because we ground through half of it last night, starting it at 10 o'clock at night, and we had to make the hard choice around two in the morning to stop because <laughs> we, we, we both were prepared to just grind through the whole damn show in one sitting. So it's fantastic. I love it. Uh, anything else you guys want to discuss before Shannon needs to get out of here? Cause yeah, um, I got like five minutes. Okay. Yeah, I thought the boys was great. We got mm-hmm. one more episode of the boys. Uh, the twist at the end of this episode, I think is setting up for a uh, interesting final episode next week. Hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that was a big reveal. Uh, no, I don't. I don't. I mean, Zach, are you gonna watch this? I, I will, but you can you can spoil it. It's fine. Right. So the the I I don't know the comics. I don't know if this is deviating from the comics, but the 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 big reveal at the end of the episode was that uh, Soldier Boy is uh, Homelander's dad. Um, oh. So basically, uh, Soldier Boy, um, like basically you know, put his seed in a cup and they basically, uh, produced, um, Homelander. So it'll be interesting to see how that, um, uh, transpires in the last episode because they've been basically setting up this huge battle for, um, uh, soldier boy to attack uh, Homelander. Uh, also, uh, black noir is, uh, coming to the realization that he has to face uh, soldier boy, um, for everything that happened. So that's going to be a pretty nutso uh, battle as well, I think. Black Noir's entire section in this episode was the literal <laughs> best part. So Black Noir yeah. uh, saw, like, it was like, I don't even know what the character, the characters kind of remind me of, like, you know, Bucky's or whatever, like the little fucking mm-hmm. beaver franchise thing. Like, his brain is, like, fucking scrambled from whatever, when his <laughs> face got all fucked up. Soldier Boy, Soldier Boy beat his brain out of his body and then Black Noir put it back in. <laughs> so yeah. there's some damage there. <laughs> yeah. So he sees like little animated characters and it's like a very kind of Snow White moment where he's like in this abandoned building talking to animated characters for most of the episode and they're trying to explain to him like what's going on and they're like, yeah, we need to, like we know you don't want to see this, but we need to show you this. And it's like an entire reenactment using the animated characters of like a little cartoon falcon dressed as like Soldier Boy, just unrelentingly just pounding his fucking face in. And everyone's like, dude, stop. You're going to kill him. He's like, you want some of this shit? And everyone's like, okay. And he just continues to just beat this shit out. I'm like, yeah. Uh, so we know he's coming for you and you can't run. So they're like, you're going to have to fight him <laughs> like because you can't keep running away from him because he yeah. will just find you and kill you. <laughs> Black Noir basically sold out uh, Soldier Boy to the Russians, uh, and the team basically backed Black Noir's play because Soldier Boy was a colossal douchebag. So basically, um, I think at this point, everybody in the team, uh, in uh, Soldier Boy's team, is dead with the exception of Black Noir. Um, so there's going to be a battle there. Uh, also, you find out that the temporary V that, um, that Butcher and... Um, what's his name Huey are taking are uh, basically if you take it three to five times or three times the minimum five times for the most able-bodied person your brain basically turns into mush and falls out of your ear holes so um, you know uh, Butcher has a um, self-reflective moment with the soup that they face 
and it makes him uh, kind of look back at his life and the colossal douchebag that he was. And basically like he's he's just like his dad. And he has a moment where he can tell uh, Huey the truth about it. And he doubles down <laughs> on being a douchebag. So he basically just tries to get him to uh, run the suicide mission with him to kill Homelander. So, yeah. So it was a very heavy episode, uh, but uh, I think one that needed to happen for the finale next week. Gotcha. But uh, guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna bounce right now, and uh, I'll see you guys next week. Thank you, Shane. All right, I'm gonna gypsy fed right now. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Right, uh, Justin, why don't you go take this plane in for a landing? You know what, guys? Thank you, guys. For listening to another episode of the That Pixel Life podcast, you know if you're uh, interested in playing Outriders with the boys, uh, you know head on over to the Discord. Let us know if you're down, and also while you're there, why don't you let us know some of your games that are going to be making your personal game of the year list this year, mm-hmm. and some games that you might be looking forward to. Since uh, we still got a couple more months left in the year, we've got some bangers coming out that might shake up the list. So let us know what you're excited for coming out in the near future. While you're at it too, why don't you head on over, you know, head on over to Spotify, you know, give give us a little baby review, tell us how your boys are doing, and uh, Zach, if uh, Robbie was here, what do you think Robbie would say? Robbie would say, "Hey guys, go be great." Hey, <laughs>